0: You're listening to episode 17 of the Thriving Mom podcast. And today we're talking all about negative self-talk, how to identify it, and what you can do about it. Stick around. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, Recovering perfectionist and non diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, friends. How are you doing today? I'm really excited to be bringing this episode. Actually, I shouldn't say I'm excited. I kind of have mixed feelings about it because in a way, I know it would be helpful, but somehow I'm a little bit sad that I have to be talking about this and I'll tell you why. Now, there's no denying that there are a lot of us who struggle with body image issues and food issues. I think we all know that now. My problem, or I shouldn't say my problem, a struggle that I have is when I see women talking about themselves because of the choices they make when it comes to eating or their bodies. What do I mean by that? Some of us have this stories in our heads about how we should be eating or how our bodies should be looking And that starts to flow into how we respond to our environment, how we respond to people treating us, how we see everything. It's sort of like the glasses through which we see the world. So even when things are not what you think they are, but because you're so in your head with the story that you tell yourself, it's difficult to see past what's going on. And it's difficult to remain objective. So that's what inspired this episode because I just was taken back to this time in my life. I think that was probably about three years ago when I realized that many of us and for for as long as we live, we will continue to struggle with self-talk. And specifically for women and moms, the self-talk tends to be negative negative. I remember specifically when I started working through my food issues and allowing foods and letting go of my food rules. I had gone out to a new restaurant that was in town with my colleagues. And I remember that day was about 7.30. We were sitting at the table laughing, talking about how far we had come as colleagues and now friends. You know, we were a very unlikely bunch, but the thing that united us was our love for food. So at this particular time, I hadn't seen them for a while because I was no longer working in the same company. We were just talking about how life was changing. We all knew each other when we were just getting into an early adulthood. So we were talking about, you know, how things were changing. My mom had passed away. Another person's mom was struggling with cancer. Someone else's father had retired. Another just got married. And then somebody else's partner was struggling with a work-related injury. So, you know, this is just the stuff that people talk about. Like you hang out with your friends and you're having conversations. But the interesting thing was (laughs) we ordered desserts. When our dessert came, my first thought was, wow, that looks appetizing. Of course, right? Because the food was really nice. It was this really fancy restaurant. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, as soon as I said, this looks appetizing, the noise began in my head. You shouldn't eat that. You've already eaten after 6 p.m. Now you want to add extra calories from the dessert to what you've eaten. Guess what I did? I paused. I took a deep breath, grabbed a fork, and cut a big piece of whatever deliciousness was in front of me, and I ate it. And there was silence. That was the day I realized that negative self-talk that used to run through my mind every time I ate after 6 p.m. was probably going to stick around longer than I expected. I already made the conscious decision that I was not going to let that interfere with my relationship with food. So I recognized it, but I went ahead and did what I planned to do. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. If you can relate to this, you know that the story you tell yourself has a huge impact on your relationship with food. Now, while food and eating experiences meet our needs for those pleasurable memories and social connections, they can also be a source of struggle for many of us, especially if we're still in that phase where we're not sure about our eating and we're still struggling about our bodies. So I really want to talk about the negative self-talk, why it matters, how you can identify negative self-talk, and what you can do about it. So first off, self-talk in the food and body context is just the story that runs through your head about your body and the choices you make about food. For most of us, it's unconscious, but it usually reflects our core beliefs about food and bodies and the rules that shape our experiences. So while self-talk may seem harmless to some of you, Most of those thoughts take up a lot of energy and space in our mind and they affect our relationship with food and how we see ourselves in general. Now on a regular day and for most people, it doesn't really matter that much. But what I see is that so many of us women, we have very self-critical thoughts based on these negative things that we say to ourselves. For some of us, we say things we would never say to anyone else. Like these are things you would never even want someone to know you're thinking. And then we wonder why we're at war with ourselves. And we wonder why we feel bad about ourselves. So it's time to recognize how negative self-talk is showing up in our lives and do something about it. Now you may realize, yes, I know, self-talk. How do you then identify this in your life? Great question. The first step to recognizing your negative self-talk just starts with awareness. For some of us, we'll quickly identify that we speak to ourselves negatively. While the rest of us may not even know why. Because we've mastered the craft of speaking to ourselves negatively. And in some way, it has become this automatic response that we do every time we break rules. There are many ways that you can build awareness But I just want you to start by observing how you respond to circumstances and the actions that you take. I've also got a few questions that I'm going to share with you. And these are some of the questions that I use in my food freedom program. Because, again, when it comes to food and your body, if you're not aware of what you're doing, you can't really change your behaviors. So I find that my clients really benefit from these questions when they start to ask themselves these questions over a few weeks. They start to recognize some of these traits that they have, and that's when we're able to change things. So I've got six questions here. The first one is, what are your beliefs about food and your body? Beyond health, because health has so many nuances that we're not going to go into in this episode. Just think about what your beliefs are about food and your body. And then what are your thoughts about your food and eating decisions? How do those guide your eating decisions? The next one, Does your inner voice praise you for being good and reprimand you for being bad depending on the food you eat or how you feel about your body? Then next, what rules do you give yourself about food and your body? Another question is what do you tell yourself when you look in the mirror? What's the first thing that comes to mind? And then a final one, does your inner voice sound compassionate, neutral, or harsh? Again, remember that all we're doing right now is just building awareness. Ask yourself these questions, work through them, sit with them and think about how they are impacting your life. I encourage you to do this over a couple of days, maybe a week or two, just so you'll see if it's something that happens often. Because again, the ones that are happening more often, those are the things that need to be tackled right away. And then you can work backwards depending on how much you identify that you have negative self-talk. All right, so now that you've identified the negative self-talk, what do you do? How do you deal with it? First, I would say congratulate yourself because you're about to change your life. And that's a huge thing. So take the time to congratulate yourself for this brave step that you're taking. Then you need to consciously change the way you think about food and your body. Now this can be really intimidating, but it's possible. I want you to remember that it's possible. And I want you to remember that you're not broken. You're a capable adult woman who is able to grow and learn new things. You can do this. You can do the hard things and you can do this new thing. So imagine that the voice in your head This negative self-talk is a real person. Let's say they're a roommate. Try to think about how they treat you and how they speak to you. Observe this roommate. What does the roommate say to you throughout your day when you overeat, when you choose to eat ice cream and not carrots, when you choose to sit on the couch and rest because you're tired rather than go running? How does your roommate speak to you? Do this over a couple of days. And then look back and review what your roommate was saying and how they were speaking to you. Would you want to hang out with them anymore? I bet not. You'd be ready to kick them out of the room. So that's what you need to do. You're ready to kick that roommate out of the room. How are you going to do that? That's where you come in with changing your thoughts and changing your beliefs. And this is not going to be an easy thing. So that's why the next step is about becoming curious about those thoughts and beliefs. Rather than judging yourself or feeling negatively, think about them. Reframe your statements and questions and start with, I wonder. I wonder why I give myself such a hard time when I choose to eat ice cream, even though I enjoy it. I wonder why I feel guilty for not working out when I'm tired. Simple, right? You're not asking yourself why, you're wondering. You're wondering, and that means you're being curious rather than trying to solve the problem. Because once you start with, why am I doing this? Then your brain is going to give you all the reasons why. And we don't want to do that. We're just being curious. We're just asking questions. And this will allow you to evaluate your thoughts and question whether they're reasonable or not. Again, if you ask yourself why, rather than coming from curiosity, your brain is going to give you all the reasons why. And if you're already in that negative self-talk space, you know, your brain is going to give you evidence that'll support the negative self-talk. Now, the next step, if you believe that your thoughts are true, then find factual evidence to support them. Otherwise, you challenge those thoughts and you reframe them because there's no evidence to support, right? So for instance, if you say, I cannot eat sugar because sugar is bad for me, fine, Then now you're going to think about it. I wonder why sugar is bad for me. Start thinking about all the evidence. Of course, you'll see some scientific papers that talk about, oh, sugar is addicting and yada, yada, yada. But you are an adult woman who can make decisions for herself. You also know that sugar makes things taste sweet. Some foods just taste a lot better with sugar. Sugar is not addicting. It's when we restrict sugar... That causes us to behave and display some of the traits that show up with addicting behaviors. So now you know these. How are you going to change things? You can reframe your mind. You reframe your thought about sugar. Perhaps sugar is not bad for me. I just need to give myself time and space and room to enjoy sugar. That's how you change it. By remaining neutral through this process, you're not judging yourself. You're just trying to find what you need to support yourself to quiet that negative self-talk. You remain neutral and then as you find new thoughts, you start thinking on those new thoughts. So everything I just said probably sounds like it's up, up in the air and it's not attainable, which is why I want to share an example of how I work through my own negative self-talk about eating after 6 p.m., 6 p.m. used to be my thing. I believed that eating after 6 p.m. was bad for me. I didn't even know where I got that from. And I never realized that it was a rule until I started going to the gym in the evenings. So this meant that most days I was hungry much later at night. And you know what I did? Rather than eat, I'd drink water and go to bed. And I would wake up so hungry in the morning. Sometimes I wouldn't sleep properly. But then, whenever I eat after 6, I would feel guilty and ashamed. I was miserable. So then I went back to not eating after 6, which meant most mornings I would wake up in a hangry mode and it wasn't a great way to start my day. So this is how my process went. The thought was I shouldn't eat after 6 p.m. So I observed myself over a few days and I recognized this. And then I decided to get curious. I wonder why I shouldn't eat after 6 p.m. So then I started to question myself, is eating after 6 p.m. bad for me? When has eating after 6 p.m. really harmed me? Do I need to eat after 6 p.m.? So then I moved on from that into finding facts and evidence. I never had issues eating after 6 p.m. For me, the nights where I worked out, it helped me to sleep much better. So I enjoyed working out in the evenings. But then I also recognized when I don't eat after my workout, I get really hungry at night and I wake up hangry. And then I also moved forward to realize that my body doesn't really care what time of the day it is. If there's food, my body knows what to do with the food. So I reframed my thinking. I started thinking since I've started eating after my workouts, I stopped waking up hangry. I'm able to sleep better through the night. And guess what I did? I started eating after 6 p.m. whenever I felt hungry and I don't feel guilty about it. Was it easy? Absolutely not. It took a conscious effort to keep reminding myself. Since I started eating after my workouts, I stopped waking up hangry. I'm able to sleep better through the night. So I'll eat after 6 p.m. if I'm hungry and I won't feel guilty about it. I kept telling myself that over and over and over again. I reminded myself, and every time the negative self-talk came up, I would tell myself that. And that's how I ended up in that restaurant at 7.30 p.m. with my dessert, and I ate my dessert, and I did not feel guilty. So friends, changing your negative self-talk is not always easy, but it forces you to change those beliefs and thoughts that you have about food and your body. And if you really want to find food and body freedom, work on those negative self-talk. Pick one at a time and consciously put the work into changing that. You'll realize how much more your life will change. And practice, practice, practice. Give yourself lots of grace and compassion through this process because it'll bring up a lot of stuff for you. And you need to be able to hold space for yourself. Now, I encourage you to try and do this work for yourself. But if you find that you might be needing help, then send me an email, hello at oliveandbliss.ca. This is one of the cornerstones of the work that I do in my Food Freedom program. The women I work with do this work. We work through changing those thoughts and beliefs. Because when those are still there and they haven't changed... Everything else you're doing about health-promoting behaviors is not going to be sustainable. So we really need to get to the root cause. Because when we get to the root cause and start addressing issues from the root cause, that's when the real change happens. I hope this was helpful, friends. If you found it helpful, please do me a favor. Share it with one person today. Take a screenshot Share it on your social media and tag me at Olive and Bliss Wellness. You can also download it and forward it to a friend and do the work. That's the most important thing. Do the work. Let me know how this is going for you. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. All right. Until next time, I hope you have a great week and keep thriving. Hey! Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.